Hello, I'm Leroy Garcia, and this is Blue Rain Gallery Podcast. This is the final of season number one. Uh, today, I'd like to recap a few of the highlights and some of the things um, that happened this year with the podcast or, and many other things with the gallery. Um, I was very honored to have my first podcast with uh, Billy Shank. Um, he uh, has been at it the longest of all the artists that I represent, and uh, his journey is amazing. Um, I can say this about almost every one of the artists that uh, Blue Rain represents and that we interviewed this year. Uh, almost every last one of them are geniuses and uh, are pioneers in certain areas. I was really uh, taken by how uh, Billy Shank uh, came up with his constructs for his scenes, uh, you know, using five to ten slides to create an image and then uh, put it together. A pretty complex, uh, brilliant idea. Um, I love covering a little bit of uh, his working in the factory and the Velvet Underground, uh, which since I have had that podcast, uh, researched a lot more, actually watched a documentary on the Velvet Underground and the factory, and was amazed at the genius of artists coming together to collaborate between music, uh, uh, very interesting sounds, uh, videography, uh, still lifes. In fact, you could say that was the beginning of the modern club era. Um, you can find uh, Billy's episode and uh, podcast on our uh, website. It's uh, podcast number two. Um, and he talks a little bit about that. But his genius, though, is is relative to the movies, and um, especially those old spaghetti westerns. And uh, he definitely has kept alive the the romance of the Western uh, landscape and lifestyle. Uh, what was also uh, in, in, I don't know if it was the second, ep uh, the third episode, um, let's see, yeah, Doug West. <laughs> Doug West was a genius and is a genius. And um, uh, he had an incredible journey, uh, pretty much self-taught. Uh, his genius, if you think about this, and Billy, uh, Billy, Sh Billy Shank had a construct of slides that he put together. Uh, when Doug West was developing his career, he was doing serographs and uh, basically like silkscreen prints. Uh, but he would uh, hand carve sometimes up to 110 screens to make a landscape print. <laughs> That's just mind-boggling amazing. And then uh, for himself to teach himself how to paint uh, in a different uh, medium altogether, going from silkscreen to oil paintings. And I just mind-boggled on uh, the genius of that guy in his journey uh, from working in Los Alamos to uh, living in Hawaii um, and developing his silkscreens in, in Socorro. Uh, just a, a, was a pleasure and honor to interview him. And then we had a young um, artist uh, who was brand new to the art scene, but only in the sense that her own art is new to the art scene. She had been involved in art since her great-grandmother, and we're talking about Helen Tyndall. And what a, a wonderful heritage she has uh, between her grandma, Pablita Velarde, her grandma, Helen Hardin, and her mother, Margaret Bagshaw Tyndall. And um, she has really progressed this year. Uh, at times, we've been almost completely sold out with her work, and she's off to a great start. 
if you get a chance, check her out too. Uh, the longest episode that I produced this year was with Jim Vogel. And that was almost an hour long interview. And we, we did it at his brand new studio overlooking the landscape from where he gets a lot of inspiration. And uh, I really related to uh, Jim because he, he comes from a big family like mine. Uh, he, and his heritage is very similar. I'm, I'm part uh, German-Irish, and then the rest is Hispanic and Native American. Uh, and Jim's, you know, mostly uh, German and half Hispanic. And uh, coming from big families, we just had a lot to talk about. And, and it's, it's a really fun uh, discourse and dialogue uh, that went on there. And then we, we went on to a visit with uh, Hiram Joe. And uh, Hiram has been another uh, blessing in our gallery. He's, uh, he's been surrounded by art his whole life. Uh, his father is Orland Joe. And we talked about uh, his father's presence in the market as the first uh, artist accepted to Cowboy, uh, uh, what is it, Cowboy Artists Association of America. And, um, and his, his influence of his father. But uh, because of his father's journey, he was able to meet people like Howard Turpening. And in fact, if you look at uh, Hiram's style and how he paints, there's a similar uh, brushstroke uh, that he developed. And it's, it's, it's very beautiful. Uh, if you come to the gallery, come check out his work and be impressed by that. We also, in one of the episodes, talked about one of the things I'm really proud about this last uh, year is the development of Blue Rain Gallery Print Shop, where we're bringing art into everyday life and functional uh, things such as mugs all the way to pillowcases and um, placemats and whatever you can think of. And uh, this has helped the artists receive a, a kind of a monetary income that's it's not a lot, but it's something that helps. And uh, it's been a, a blessing. We were worried uh, during the shutdown that we, we'd have a hard time uh, paying our rent or helping our artists keep afloat. And, and it was a godsend. We, we were able to uh, generate three to $500 uh, a month per artist that had been, had been participating in the print shop. And uh, it was a fun idea. So if you get a chance, check that out. And then we interviewed a guy named Larry Lissett. And Larry is a character. He's a self-taught artist, uh, more like outsider art. I really like his work. My daughter loves his work. He has a pretty good following. Um, and uh, <laughs> it was hard to get a lot out of him, but he is a character and a half. <laughs> and that was really fun. Um, then we interviewed uh, Bryce Pettit. And Bryce Pettit is another genius. He's an educated genius. And he is a, a sculptor extraordinaire. And you'll find his bronzes all over Blue Ring Gallery, uh, wildlife um, mostly. And uh, he is a student of nature. And uh, he, he really has a soft personality, uh, but his work is great. And um, it, he's had a phenomenal year as well. One of the next episodes we did after Bryce was Catherine Stedham. And this is an interesting story. Um, sometimes I get clients from, I haven't seen them for 20 years. And it's amazing. Uh, I'm going to tell you this story. We, we did this podcast with, with Catherine. And we had a collector we hadn't heard from for over 20 years. And he, he tuned into the podcast. And he fell in love with Catherine's work. 
And before we knew it, we had commission after commission after commission. And it really uh, catapulted, catapulted her as a jumpstart in her career with Blue Rain Gallery. And by the end of the year, we were developing all kinds of collectors. But these podcasts have been great in that we've been able to reach people. Think about that. 20 years ago, we, we hadn't seen this gentleman. And then all of a sudden, he's there. And uh, it, it's pretty cool, the, the staying power of Blue Rain, but also the new way of communication that we have through this type of medium. Um, we interviewed Chris Papan. Uh, Chris Papan uh, is one of the more important ledger artists of our day. Uh, he basically is a, a pioneer of contemporizing traditional ledger art in a contemporary way. And uh, um, he's doing very well. I think we, we got him in about five or six museums this year. and. Uh, pretty much have sold out all of his work. Um, at the beginning of the year, I did a Zoom uh, with an uh, interview with Preston Singletary for the Museum of Indian Art and Culture that was piped through their system. And I, I talked to my, my daughter, Leah, and I'm like, we should, we should just turn that into a podcast. And that's about 45 minutes, and it's a great interview. If you want to really understand the pioneer who Preston Singletary is, uh, watch that video. But without Preston Singletary, there would be no contemporary native glass. He is the one that introduced glass into the Southwest in the native communities. Uh, between me and him, Blue Rain has spent millions of dollars, obviously, uh, promoting uh, Preston. But uh, Preston has always made an effort to come down here and educate people. We, we brought in a little hot chops um, almost every year for the last 25 years to help educate people. And not only is uh, Preston a pioneer, he's an ambassador. And uh, we really appreciate, we are very honored, and he is a pillar and, and cornerstone of Blue Rain Gallery. Um, we were able to interview also one of my best friends in Jody Naranjo. And uh, Jody has developed a whimsical style in pottery that's very unique. And in fact, uh, between her and Preston and Doug West on the print shop, they sell the most of anything. But their, their original works are selling pretty fast as well. We can't keep them in stock. So it was, it was nice to talk to her. Um, you can tell that me and her have a great friendship. The report is right there. It, um, that's a fun one to, to, to view. And then we did Star Hardwich. And uh, Star's another pioneer. And uh, the way he approaches art is uh, based on the influence of beadwork from his heritage. However, he doesn't use beads. He paints in a pointillistic manner uh, in dots. And uh, it's very complex work. It's very beautiful. And he's like Chris Papan right now. We, we can't uh, get enough of his work to keep in stock. Uh, we sell it about as fast as he, he's making it these days. Um, one of my favorite episodes was uh, on collections. The, the passion to create is no different than the passion to collect. And uh, we talked about that. Uh, we, we, we can't tell an artist, hey, stop making that artwork. Because an artist has an innate drive to always produce. They, there's something that's wired in an artist. Well, as a collector, uh, Collectors have the same passion. You can't say collect, stop collecting. You, you can tell them that, and even they'll tell themselves that, but they still collect. And uh, most, of our, most of our clients have pretty nice collections. 
because they have a passion. And it parallels the, the artist making of art. You know, that is the same passion. It goes hand in hand. Uh, that was a really fun episode. Uh, another episode was with uh, Matthew Sievers. And we, we tried to convey what was genius about him. You know, he, he doesn't really use a lot of brush work in his work at all. It's scraping paint layers after layer with squeegees or wheels or whatever he can find to create the image. And they're masterfully done. They're beautiful. He has had a monstrous year at Blue Rain Gallery. Uh, his collector base within our uh, system has really grown. And we're very uh, happy to have him. Um, and then we interviewed another great guy from Utah, and that's uh, Sean Dietiker. And Sean's been a great friend of mine for over 25 years as well. I first met him uh, from an exhibit uh, at BYU in uh, Provo, Utah. And from, I, I was able to meet him, and uh, boy, what a journey this young man has had. Uh, all the way to, now he does filmmaking, and he has a national syndicated series on PBS. It's called Canvassing the World. Canvassing the World. <laughs> and uh, it, and it, it's great, uh, very well done, uh, professional and a half. Basically, he'll go to an area in the world, visit the people, get to know them. Um, and at the end of the episode, he, he does a finished painting. And they're always beautiful, they're well done. If you get a chance, uh, go to PBS and, and look that one up. Um, Another unique person that we interviewed was Susan Taylor Glasgow. And she is amazing. And I always loved her work, but I, I, I'm like, why is there always stitching in here? Well, Susan was a seamstress. She, she sews things. And, but in her case, she learned to uh, work with glass and still kept the ideal uh, or her perspective of, of sewing things in. And I remember uh, this bustier set that she had. And it's, it's, it's just so beautiful how it's all tied together with ribbons, uh, the glass, uh, it's, it's just beautiful. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, listen to that episode and check her work out. We have a few pieces left. Um, then I had the wonderful opportunity of interviewing one of my best friends uh, in life, and that's David Valdez. And David is a genius unto himself. He's won Oscars as movie producer for Unforgiven and uh, The Green Mile. And his career, if you want to Wikipedia him, you'll find it, it's it's very, very long resume of movie making. But what's wonderful about David is he has a passion for his uncle. And you listen to the podcast, and he promised his father that he would continue to promote his uncle and get his work recognized. And David uh, felt, you know, uh, that he should contact the gallery and, and see if we'd be interested. And I was like, yes. Um, his uncle is a major voice in Chicano art movement out of East LA in the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, he was a gentleman. We're talking about his uncle, Alberto Valdez, who uh, painted maybe 500 to 700 paintings and never sold one. Yet you can find his work now in the Smithsonian and, and other major um, museums in the United States. Uh, we're gonna continue to promote his uncle. Uh, there is a, a transcendental feeling that you get from Alberto's work. It has a Mesoamerican feel and it's, it's beautiful. In fact, um, I'm planning on doing 
some sculptures in honor of Alberto Valdez. The next podcast we did was on Dennis Siminski. And Dennis Siminski was very uh, wonderful to visit. We, we, we did a unique format in that one. Uh, when we interviewed Dennis, we uh, specifically covered a couple of moments in his life that were special. He uh, was commissioned to do the Super Bowl poster, I think in 2005. And then um, later, like in 2013 or 14, I forget the year, you have to look at that podcast. Um, he did the poster artist for the Kentucky Derby, and it was a pretty nice story along that involved his daughter. Now Dennis is a, a wonderful guy. I love his work, especially his work uh, that relates to Route 66. Uh, he really also captures the Western romantic landscape very well. He's a, <laughs> he's a genius. Um, another one of my favorite uh, podcasts Next was with uh, Stetson Hanyamtoa. And Stetson, I've known him for about 30 years and worked with him for 30 years off and on. And uh, Stetson is one of the foremost carvers, uh, Kachina carvers from Hopi. And um, he, uh, most of his work are single pieces. They are incredible. And uh, he, he talks about the purpose of Kachinas and how they were used to teach the children, uh, especially the girls, the role of these entities um, and prepare them for adulthood. And there, there's always a spiritual context to everything that they do. And you can feel that uh, from Stetson. He's a very humble, a wonderful man. Uh, the, the podcast after that we went to uh, was uh, on Aaron Courier. And Aaron uh, is another genius, another pioneer. Uh, she's a collage artist. You, you might be able to see some work of hers behind me. I'm a big collector of hers. Uh, I think I probably have about 30 major pieces of hers in my collection. Um, the museums are starting to buy her up and uh, the commissions are coming in really big and heavy for her and we're so happy for her success. It's well deserved, it's a lot of hard work that, you know, to develop your own style, it, it takes practice, 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 innovation, risk taking, and I see all of that with, uh, with her. Um, we were able to, uh, via Zoom, uh, interview Rick and Shelly Allen. And uh, we, always, we always say uh, Shelly Muslowski Allen, because uh, she has a strong heritage uh, she's very proud of from her father, uh, who's a very well-recognized scientist in Canada. Uh, but she started off as a painter and developed as a sculptor in glass. And th her development in sculpture in glass really came via the... William Morris studio. Uh, and it's kind of where, in a sense, she met her, her husband, Rick Allen, who's also a genius. And they, they took from that school of thought and developed their own, their own processes and their own innovations. In Rick's case, he started making rocket ships. And uh, from Rick, we've developed some major, major collectors who we can't name, but we can say this, that they're all in the space race. You might want to listen to the tail end of that podcast where Rick uh, talks about some of the cool projects that he has done. Uh, and both of them are so talented. Uh, I, I have both, I collect both of their works as well. Um, Shelly makes beautiful horses and animals. She's probably one of the best figurative hot sculptors on the market today. And so we'd like to encourage you guys to look at that. Another genius that we interviewed was Nathan Bennett. 
And Nathan Bennett, um, man, the guy is a genius as well. But talk about uh, a patina artist. That's actually a patina artist. Um, he can control patinas. It's just mind-boggling uh, with detail. Uh, and that's hard to say because if, if you look at a patina uh, process, it's, it's like a watercolor. It, it saturates and spreads out into the, into the bronze. But for some reason, uh, he developed a style where he can control his lines and the detail is so amazing. I have never seen any work like this in my life. And um, when you come to Blue Rain, make sure you check him out. And the final person that we interviewed is somebody brand new to our gallery, and that's Robin Jones. And Robin Jones, we just had released her first show, um, which is pretty much a sellout. There's a few pieces left. But she came up with the concept of uh, introducing endangered species and uh, young people uh, who are environmentally conscious. And uh, there's some good stories between, behind all of her work. In fact, I'd like to encourage you to go to the website and uh, check out her work and read the, the editorial behind her work. Um, we had a great time. These were some great interviews. I think we did 25. Uh, hopefully we'll do the same amount next year. Um, talking about next year, we're going to do a little bit uh, different things. Um, we are going to interview collectors uh, that we've had long-term relationships with. We're going to interview some of the people of Blue Rain Gallery. In fact, uh, we'll, we will interview our producer, Leah Garcia, as well as uh, Denise Svetaplace. Um I will say that we, we have already... Uh, in the queue have a few of those interviews done. And one of them uh, involves um, two, of, two of my favorite people and best friends and Mike Eagle and Terry Rader. And um, it's kind of emotional. Um, shortly after the interview with them, uh, Mike Eagle passed away. And uh, <laughs> you'll see what kind of journey we've had when, when that's released. It's a, they're beautiful people. And in fact, if you want to see the enormous collections that Mike Eagle and Terry Rader collected, you can find their collections at the Idle George Museum in Indianapolis. In fact, uh, between them, they, they probably gave the Idle George what is considered to be probably the largest contemporary collection of uh, Kachina dolls. Uh, uh, wonderful people, very generous. Uh, we will also be interviewing uh, Collector and uh, Marshall Hunt. And Marshall Hunt, we've known him for about 25 years as well. And he's had an incredible journey. Uh, you can say he's responsible for lighting up the strip in Las Vegas. Uh, very, very uh, successful uh, businessman, but a hardcore collector and a very, uh, he, he very much so appreciates his native heritage and supports the native art community immensely. And uh, he has some major collections. And we'll be talking about all of these things, and we're excited about that. We're also excited to uh, continue to encourage you guys to uh, check out our print shop, uh, where you can bring art into your everyday living. Uh, we're, we're producing things every day. New things pop up. Uh, sometimes it's hard to get all that imagery out to everybody so they can see what's happening. but. We'd like to encourage everybody, if you're in town in Albuquerque, 
uh, Blue Rain Print Shop is going to do a pop-up at Casa Rodinia Winery on December 4th and 5th. And uh, that's going to be fun. If you want to see uh, what this products look like, we have a bunch of leather products, suitcases, mugs, um, anything you can think of. Uh, you can also go to BlueRainPrintShop.com and uh, get an idea of what, what we're having there. Um, we'd like to thank all of our artists for participating, as well as you, our viewers. Our viewership has grown exponentially, and uh, we want to thank our artists for participating. We couldn't be here without them, and we couldn't be here without you either as collectors or people interested in contemporary art. Uh, thank you, and have a good day. Thank you.